Hello and welcome to another JCI Santa Clarita podcast. My name is Corin Young, broadcasting to you from RK Studios. We're going to check in with Joey Levy with the new segment in just a little bit. But first, I am joined by my co-host, Daniela Echez. How are you, Daniela? Doing good, Corin. How are you? Pretty good. So we actually just finished up uh, a couple days ago our 40 Under 40. This was our uh, 10th anniversary event. And I think it went pretty well. Um, what are you? Uh, how are you feeling a few days after the fact? <laughs> a few days after recovering, yeah, it was actually a really great event. I think even with the little bit of hiccups, everything went better than what we thought it would. A lot of people loved all the music segments, the intermissions, the the overall food and the patios. So it was really good. Yeah, we got some pretty good feedback. Now, for the people that uh, don't know, the uh, event has changed venues over the years. We've had it at uh, TPC. The last couple years have been at the Valencia Hyatt uh, with a uh, plated dinner. This year, we decided to change it up just a little bit and have it in a theater setting, which uh, I don't know if we had done it before. I had only been around for a couple of years. But From what I've heard, no, it yeah. hasn't been done before. It, it, was, it was an interesting change. Um, the event was about three hours long. We started at 7, ended up at uh, 10 p.m. Um, I noticed that while we were giving the bios, the bios felt a little bit long, so I think next yeah. year we would shorten that just a little bit. But uh, uh, at the end of the day, the idea is to really recognize the accomplishments of those 40 individuals and the best way to do that is to really give them each their their moment to shine yeah and I think a lot of the honorees that I talked to after the event um, they definitely felt honored a lot of them commented how they they've never felt um, honored or special before and the event that we put on um, was so memorable to them and to their families that they really were touched by it Cool. Yeah, definitely. I think that was a a big deal for them. There were so many of them that have never um, interacted with us or with each other. They've done so much for the community for whatever it is, whether it's the American Cancer Society or Sir Optimus International. But um, they're kind of like they weren't so much connected to the rest of the community that does all the different things. And it's cool to bring them all together into one room. Well, yeah, I think like even in your speech, you brought up the fact that that so many of them are kind of more behind the scenes. So nobody really knows about them, but everybody knows somebody's having to do the work. So now they know. Yeah. The the cool thing, and I mentioned this in in my little uh, blurb, too, is that when I was talking to Ed Bernstein about a month ago from 25 Score, he had mentioned something about, you know, oh, you're one of the SCV 300. And that's a term that I had never heard before. Um, and when I asked him what that meant, he said that, well, any city has about 300 people that work behind the scenes that are the ones that are doing all the, the work, right? They're going to all the, the board meetings. They're, they're serving on all the committees. They're at all the uh, nonprofit fundraisers. And um, I guess there's an official Facebook group called The 300. I'm not in it. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't. I thought you were joking when you brought up the SCV 300, but... Uh, no, I think Alex um, showed me the group page, and no, we're not on it. No, well, <laughs> it, it's actually a group, so I, it, he's going to have to kick some people out <laughs> to to welcome some new people. Yeah. And and so with with forty new people every year from the uh, forty under forty class, uh, we're going to have to make some room. Exactly. So um, we want to bring on uh, some of our guests today. So we're going to be joined by two people. Uh, One of them is Christian Dadalak, who's a new member of JCI Santa Clarita. Uh, By day, he's a financial advisor at Primerica Financial Services, uh, an alumnus from Arizona State University. And he's lived here uh, pretty much his whole life. So he's, he's passionate about helping veterans and fighting cancer. And then we've also got Joe Beeler who also works in finance. He's a financial analyst at Logix Federal Credit Union, and he also joined just earlier this year in May of 2019, and uh, he's a community manager for JCI Santa Clarita. So welcome, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We appreciate it. It's nice to be here. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, we'll start with with Christian. Um, You you do work in uh, finance, but you're passionate about helping veterans. Are you a veteran yourself, or what's your connection to that community? No, I'm not a veteran myself, but I have a... I have a special appreciation for veterans. Um, you know, in, in well, I guess high school, I should say, 
I was uh, applying for the military academies. Um, I went uh, to the Naval Academy summer seminar uh, before my senior year. And I uh, got nominated by Buck McKeon out here when he was a congressman Ooh. for uh, West Point and the Merchant Marine Academy. I didn't get in, oh. but, but um, I was interested in going down that route. And so that led me to being in Marine Option Naval ROTC for two years in college. Mm -hmm. The whole path and trajectory of my life changed halfway through college. So I didn't end up serving, but from spending time in there, I really developed a special appreciation for the military. And then, you know, I've had family in the military, friends. My dad's best friend growing up was killed in action in Vietnam. So all these stories that I've learned over my life, I've really just developed a real appreciation for veterans. Yeah. Well, that's it's a good place to have your heart. And uh, we could definitely use uh, somebody with, with that passion on our team. And uh, Joe Beeler, um, you are our community manager. Welcome to, uh, to the, the podcast and to JCI in general. What, what's your, your background and what's your passion? Sure, so uh, my background, I've been involved with nonprofit work um, really since out of high school. Um, I'm actually on the board of directors for a nonprofit called Strong Villages. I've been on that board for a couple of years now and um, it's really about trying to find a way to give back to the community. Strong Villages gives back to indigenous people worldwide but I just recently moved up to Santa Clarita a couple months ago. So as I moved up here, I was trying to find a way to give back to the Santa Clarita community. Um, and I reached out to our executive vice president, Neil Fitzgerald, and he invited me along to a general membership meeting. I found out a lot about the JCs, and as soon as I showed up to that meeting, I recognized that JCI is just heavily involved within the Santa Clarita community. I knew this is exactly the organization I needed to be a part of in order to make that kind of impact I truly wanted to make to those that are here in Santa Clarita. Um, for myself, I'm truly just genuinely passionate about trying to empower those that are marginalized, just trying to give a voice to those that just have no opportunity or really no capability of having that voice. So for myself, just trying to find any way sort possible to try and alleviate any suffering that's going on in their life or really just trying to empower them and find a way for them to gain that voice, garner that voice, and um, lift them up and support them in whatever way I can. So I think that just with me joining the JCs, I think that there's a tremendous amount of opportunities to really help those out right here in this community. Um, that we walk past every single day, that we drive past every single day on the freeway. So I think that there's a tremendous opportunity to kind of build that out right here in Santa Clarita. Yeah, there, there definitely is. I think that these days there are a lot of marginalized communities, and I think everybody feels kind of offended or kept down in some way, right? Even people that are in the like overwhelming majority. So, so how do you uh, choose... Uh, who could use the assistance or where you want to focus uh, your, your efforts? Well, I think that trying to solve all the world's problems in one day is a really difficult task. So I think this just trying to help out with the nitty-gritty, just trying to get down to the base level and just trying to help out an individual on a foundational level. I know that most recently... Um, the JCs just sponsored an event where we worked with Bridge to Home in order to serve uh, serve food to the homeless. So that was done by way of Christian Dadalak with Neil Fitzgerald, with a bunch of others, uh, Tracy Taplin. So they were able to really facilitate this kind of an event that empowers and that tries to alleviate the suffering for those that genuinely just need that basic necessity of food. So I think that trying to find opportunities like that, trying to find opportunities where we can alleviate that um, basic necessity is a way that we can begin the foundation of trying to empower those. So I think it's just something that we can't just garner overnight, but it's something that we have to build a foundation. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. There, there's so many people out here that can, um that are hurting in different ways, and, and we try to, to help them, them out. Um, one of our big events, our flagship event, is Santa's Helpers. And so we're just kind of getting started with 
setting that up for uh, the next month. And uh, I think we can learn a lot from the way that we've done it in the past. Uh, Daniela was actually our chair for Sinan's Helpers last year and on the committee for this year. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, that program and how we're kind of helping out people that are that could use the help for the, the holiday season? Yeah, so we've usually partnered with uh, Family Promise, the Ch- Children and Family Center, uh, Single Mothers Outreach, um, not sure if this year's committee is going to expand that because last year we actually were able to help out some more groups um, after our event, uh, like the Children's Hospital, the Sheriff's Association. And we're working. We're working with fostering youth independence as well. Oh, perfect. Cool. Yeah, we, we had a lot of toys left over. Like we we needed. I think we had almost three hundred children. Mm-hmm. Each got about four toys. We had. We needed like twelve hundred toys, and we ended up getting. We ended up getting more. well over uh, the amount that we even expected. We actually uh, filled up an entire hotel room um, at the Holiday Inn Express, and they were able to let us hold on to it for at least a week because we really had to reach out to the different groups that were still um, messaging us, asking if we had any toys for any age groups. And, and thankfully we had. Uh, it was just trying to be fair and distributing them. But yeah, that's that's always tricky. Yeah, but the the one thing that we learned last year, and it's something I've always been cognizant about, but um, nobody really thinks about it. It's all those kids that are growing up, and now they're becoming teenagers, and no one gives them anything for the holidays. Um, you know, I, I used to actually be a part of the Single Mothers Outreach Program at Princess Cruises every year, and it was always interesting to hear employees um, criticize some of the wish lists that we would get from the families because the older kids, of course, they would ask for the latest and greatest toys. Like an and Xbox or something, Exactly, right? yeah. or a game. And sometimes, even though I, I tried not to give my opinion too much since I was HR, um, but a lot of them I had to remind them, I'm like, well, your kids ask for these things all the time and you don't blink an eye, so why are you criticizing when it's the company that's putting the money for it? You just have to do the shopping. Right. And some of them really had to kind of do a little self-reflection on that part. But same thing with these organizations. The, the employees and people that have volunteered at our events, sometimes they go above and beyond and they end up getting like bikes for the entire family. Um, when I was at Princess, it was actually almost a whole amount of groceries that you would never imagined for an entire family for at least a good month. Um, Like even, I remember one wish list was actually a girl um, that I could relate to at least at that age. All she wanted was books, art. So I went to Barnes and Nobles, got like the latest, the greatest, like a full series for her to read and art uh, materials. And Surprisingly, I didn't expect the family to ever write back, but because we don't get to share like who we are and who gifted, um, but the mom was really appreciative because the daughter was just like over the moon getting exactly what she wanted, which has never happened before for them. Yeah, th- that's that's pretty rare. I think a lot of these gift programs, the kids are are happy to get something, right? Just to yeah. have have some kind of gift. But what we do is we, we receive thousands of, of presents, and we have a, a an evening where we do uh, the gift uh, sorting event. And so we actually bring in kids to help us. And so we'll say, here is a, a seven-year-old girl, and she likes art. She likes reading. She likes science. And you walk around, and you look at all the, the donated gifts that are sorted into different categories, right? They're sorted. We've got... Uh, dolls over here. We've got board games over there. We've got uh, um, books and you know di- different things. And uh, whoever is doing their the quote unquote shopping for that child will get to kind of select different items, and then we have somebody else approve it and see is this age appropriate? Is this uh, 
kind of what what the kid wants. Yeah, but it was really touching to see like the the younger kids, like some that weren't even ten years old. They'd get the list and they'd be like, "No, mommy, you can't give him that. That's not good enough." It's like they would go around and like look through the entire room and pick out something personal. Yeah, that was that was something that Taylor Kelstrom, our uh, JCI president, was telling us uh, at our most recent Santa's Helpers Committee. He was telling us a story about how. Uh, at the most recent Santa's Helpers uh, last year mm-hmm. that he was noticing that there was this one child about five years old and he was um, sitting there and he was trying to pick out presents and the reality was is that there's a lot of children at that age that are genuinely just happy with receiving their own gifts and having their own gifts but Taylor was letting us all know that that child was so happy to actually pick out the gifts, to try to find the gifts, and like you were saying, Daniela, personalize it for each and every single child. I think that experience is just totally priceless for uh, what the child and what we all receive out of it. I think that really impacted Taylor and his story really impacted our committee. Right. So the, the volunteers, you're saying the child that was the volunteer yes. got Correct. a lot out of the experience. Correct. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Was definitely, it was definitely fascinating to really hear it um, and hear it from Taylor's perspective. Taylor's a, 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 a new father, so he was really just painting the picture that this is something that he would hope for his own child, and um, this is something that really impacts our community, it really impacts our youth, and it really tries to um, breed a future of children that are going to be givers rather than takers so i think that's uh you know santa's helpers and it in and of itself is a really impactful experience so yeah it it definitely is and taylor is a great uh person to kind of talk about that because he's involved in so many organizations i mean he's the immediate past president of uh, circle of hope and one of the co-founders of Hope's Haven. And one of the cool things about Circle of Hope is, yeah, there's a lot of organizations that raise money for cancer research, but it doesn't necessarily help the people that are affected by it, right? So if you need a ride to and from the hospital, if you need uh, hotel stays while you're uh, in and out of appointments, a lot of those expenses are, are on you. And the, all the cancer research money in the world doesn't, doesn't help you for that. So uh, Circle of Hope helps people locally that are uh, affected and impacted by, by that kind of uh, situation. Yeah, and I completely agree with that, Corin. Um, just to really kind of piggyback off of that, I think that um, trying to be able to support those types of organizations, you know, most recently, JCI, we held a community social that was really partnering with Circle of Hope, trying to partner with their 31 Days of Hope, which is um, essentially acknowledging Breast Cancer Awareness Month for the month of October. So one of their uh, 31 Days of Hope or 31 Days of Giving, essentially, is a community pint night held at Wolf Creek Brewery, which um, JCI, we had representatives show up, be involved, grab a drink, uh, really try to create some sort of recognition and donation process for uh, a circle of hope and just try to uh, be a part of and try to support that group in and of itself. So I think it's, uh, you know, a great way to give back. Yeah. Now, one of the other things that we've done recently, and uh, I don't know, I don't remember doing this last year, but it was the Random Acts of Kindness and this was a whole like month-long campaign. Yeah, no, this was the first year that we were able to do it. I think last year we talked about doing it, and we never could figure out what month would be appropriate. <laughs> yeah, well, talk is cheap. And, and, <laughs> and, and this year we actually got, got some stuff done. Yeah. Uh, Christian, uh, you were involved with the, the Random Acts of Kindness. Um, how big of a project was that, and, and what all went into it? So... Again, this was the first year that we did it. This was Neil Fitzgerald's, or at least from what I know, a project that he wanted to see carried out. And so Joe and I, being relatively new members to the JCs, he said, what a wonderful opportunity to empower you guys than to you know help you guys both be community managers but also co-chair this project. And so in a nutshell, what the project was about was performing random acts of kindness and empowering members, local businesses in the community to help 
um, local nonprofits with much needed supplies that they needed and just overall to encourage the community just to randomly be kind, which I think, you know, on every level of our society, we all, you know, should definitely do more. And so what we did was we partnered with a lot of local businesses. We established very similar to part of the Santa's Helpers Drive. We established local donation boxes at some of the businesses that decided to partner with us. And people could drop off donations. That specific business was paired up with a local nonprofit. And whatever the supplies that they asked for, people could donate to that location. And, you know, it, as far as what the how big the project was, it was, you know, it's its first year. So it's kind of like almost a, a test drive. But I feel like it went really well. I mean, I, I go to Gold's Gym. That's where I work out, believe it or not. And um, I, I remember walking by and I saw the two donation boxes there that you dropped off. I Corin. dropped them off, yeah. Yeah. And I've, those are almost full. At least there's a couple of big oh, cool. donations. It's, it was really nice to see that people were involved. I don't know where the donations came from, but just to see what that one location that people were giving and and it encourages the rest of the community to not only you know donate to this but it raises awareness about the jc's and what we do as an organization and about the nonprofits themselves that each of these locations is partnered with as well so you know it's the first year i think going forward there have been lessons learned on how we can improve and do better but as far as the first year goes i think it was a great way to get local businesses involved the local community involved and to really help out some some local nonprofits. And just to spotlight real quick, one nonprofit that really took this challenge to be kind and to encourage uh, their organization to be kind and take on this rag, Random Act of Kindness Month, um, that would be Fostering Youth Independence. They actually challenged uh, their, ch- their children, which they serve, and... Uh, the results of what they've been able to accomplish. We actually sent out a bingo card to all of our members and to our community. And the bingo card is essentially just little random acts of kindness, whether that be going in, purchasing coffee for the person behind you, paying it forward, or holding the door open for somebody, or sending a kind note to somebody, telling them how much you appreciate them. FYI fostering youth independence really took that challenge head on and those children and that organization has really taken that challenge and they've excelled with it and they took it beyond what christian or i could even imagine so i really just want to recognize them for that uh for that level of involvement and for them truly showing that act of kindness that is so cool. I didn't realize that they were uh, so involved with our random acts of kindness. I, I know that my first exposure to fostering youth independence was just a couple months ago. I think we had them at one of our uh, general uh, membership meetings or what we call the, the chat and chills. Do you remember that, Daniela? Yeah, we invited them to participate. And at the time, we hadn't even really talked about Santa's helpers or random acts of kindness. But they really wanted to get involved with JCI and see what we could work together with so I'm not surprised that a lot of their kids would go ahead and and try to be kind most of them come from backgrounds um, where they haven't had it easy and just a little ounce of kindness goes a long way yeah well, now what was the idea with those bingo cards so you each card is like it's got b-i-n-g-o across the top and maybe uh, numbers across the bottom uh, like 25 items that you uh, do you need to complete all of them or get a row or a, a column what <laughs> I, looking at it, I think that it wasn't exactly like a bona fide bingo card where, you, you know, you complete a row or something like that because it didn't function exactly like a bingo card. But the idea was, look, complete as many of these acts on this bingo card as you can because the cool thing about doing something that's randomly kind is that it often has a ripple effect. And it just reminds me of a story that I actually heard uh, earlier today from my pastor. He said that his wife was in line at a drive through Starbucks or something like that. And she said, I'm going to get the car behind me. And because she's a regular, she came back one day and some of the workers said, look, just from doing that, you started a ripple effect and 
every car behind you for about a 10 car chain bought their coffee for the person behind them. And so the idea behind the bingo card was just to get people involved in performing random acts of kindness, both big and small, so that it could create that ripple effect. And Charlene and I, um, we, who's a member here at JCI Santa Clarita, we were filming a video to highlight the random acts of kindness that we're doing. And we just, we went up to a Starbucks counter and said, look, we both gave five bucks each and said, look, let this be applied to someone's coffee. Oh, how cool. And we actually got to meet that person and he came out and thanked us. Oh my gosh, this is so nice of you oh, guys. Wow. I can't believe you're doing it. It was a great opportunity to, to tell him a little bit about JCI and and it was nice and you just feel good and, and, and maybe that will empower him and, and make it exciting in his heart to go out and do something similar. And so that was the idea behind the bingo card. It wasn't exactly like, a, you know, you cross off this row or yeah. this order. Yeah, yell out like, bingo real Yeah, I, I, I was nice to four people. What do I get? Exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and, and like you said, yeah, it's, it's not a – it's just – it's what it does to you that's so important and how it changes you and your heart and, and to be – to learn how to become others-focused because that's what JCI Santa Clarita is all about and to empower the rest of the community to, you know, see – life and serving the same way I think is really great and that was the overall purpose yeah but not only that you guys also took it on social media and you challenged some people which I saw but you also wanted to market stories positive stories that were actually out um, during the month of October we had some interesting news (laughs) that was definitely that was definitely one of the uh items on that bingo card was to post a kindness meme and so jci took it upon ourselves to uh post our own memes we challenged our what was it our national vice president and we challenged all of our members and we challenged plenty of individuals throughout not just jci members but members uh and individuals throughout the entire santa clarita valley so that was definitely one of them. Yes, and then we also um, posted videos and different news uh, segments of different individuals, children, adults. Um, we even celebrated someone's 100th birthday, if I remember correctly. Oh, that's veteran. right. Yeah. That veteran, that World War II veteran. Yes. Yeah, How'd he, that turn out? He, he wanted uh, 100 birthday cards for his 100th birthday. And he, he ended up with more. like 100,000. <laughs> 100,000, pretty yeah. sure they came back and reported it was about 100,000 birthday cards wow. that he got. I did see that we headline. Were, He's going to be reading those for the rest of his life. Yeah, he will. (laughs) Hopefully he'll find ours. We definitely sent one to him at one of our general membership meetings. We made it a point to write out a a birthday card to this veteran. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, we all signed it. Yeah, it was great to be a part of that. It's great to be able to facilitate that and um, to be one of the 100,000. It's really special. Yeah, it, feel, it feels cool to be a part of like a bigger thing like that. Like there's a lot of small things, like you mentioned, just holding the door open for somebody else or paying for the person behind you. But then there's also like these big projects that it, it's really cool to be a part of. Uh, one of the items I think on the bingo card was to thank a first responder, and that was right around the time when we had so many fires going on right here in Southern California that uh, I think that we had people from like uh, 85 different uh, cities like coming here, like firefighters from all over the place. Helping well, not us only out. that, yeah. I think we also had some out of state. I think Oregon even came down to help us too. I believe it, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's nice to show them that we appreciate what they're doing for us. Yes, it's their job, but they're still putting their lives on the line for Absolutely. us. Yeah, and I know Neil actually was all over social media trying to organize an effort to help out with the evacuees and helping out the the responders as well and he actually put together we partnered with feed scv SCV, that's right oh that's right yep yeah and so we you know we all kind of got up early on a saturday a few of us and helped out with food and delivering it to the evacuation centers and you know it was it was a really nice thing to be able to do and it, it perfectly fell in line with the philosophy of you know being randomly kind especially in the face of like fiery doom it seemed to be everywhere so it was cool you know as the as the call is there we show up when we're needed right yeah so, so there's a lot of people 
I mean, we've got a few people out here that have actually like lost their homes and they're going to yeah. need some uh, help with re- recovering. But there's other people. There were thousands of people, I think, um, that were displaced from their homes, like just evacuated for for a couple of days. And so the their need is only temporary, but it's still significant. Right. I think it was the largest evacuation in Santa Clarita history. I mean, I could be wrong. But no, that's actually, what I heard. it was. Um, I mean, Corin and I have lived in Santa Clarita for most of our lives, and we've had been close to getting evacuated. But this is the first time where it's actually took a whole segment of Santa Clarita, then had them at COC for uh, I left at home least two days for 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 a few hours. I came back that night anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he left there for a few hours. I was actually on the borderline of getting evacuated, but. Um, it it didn't settle any nerves for that. Yeah, night. it's not it's not an easy situation dealing with those California fires. No, especially with the high winds from the Santa Ana, so mm. it made it that much worse. But uh, I know there was probably some criticism for the level of evacuation, but I think the fact this valley is so risky in in getting caught in those kind of fires, um, the amount of work from the first responders. Like even all the nonprofit groups all together feed us. Yeah, CBS. that amount of that amount of uh, that amount of dedication in order to serve everyone in the community in order to, I mean, just sitting there watching like you sit there on the news and you're looking at ABC Seven or KCAL Nine or whatever, and you're watching the news and you're just recognizing all the different resources that are coming throughout. Like you said, not even just within state, but some out of state with those firefighters. It's tremendous to see what they're able to do. And I know that JCI, Santa Clarita, we're definitely looking at trying to find a way to go back and um, try to show our thanks to the first responders, to show our thanks to the firefighters. So just really stay tuned for that to see um, what we're going to be able to facilitate and what we're going to be able to uh, have as an event for those that really stepped in right there. What's crazy is that, um, yes, a lot of us were inconvenienced. The, the, the structures, the loss of life and the loss of structures is was relatively minimal for a fire that big. But um, there were a lot of people that were displaced, and then there were a lot of people that had their power shut off for days. And, of course, they're complaining because it stinks ha- not having your power or not having your you know the Internet access or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, on the flip side of that, we saw what happened here in California just a year ago when we had high winds, it was hot, it was dry, and power lines got all jacked up and started fire that ended up destroying many homes, killing a lot of people, and ultimately the electric company was responsible for that. And I think they were just trying to be proactive, and of course there's going to be people that are unhappy about that, but you know they're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. That kind of stinks. Well, I think like all things you look back and you see how you can do it better a lot of people were more concerned about um you know their medicines that need to be maintained um some can't afford to get the food replaced from all the power outages that's right yeah the spoilage So, so it's it's different things but you're right you know for for what could have happened the amount of inconvenience it's, it's always easy to criticize first responders and the power company on what they do yeah it's better safe than sorry you know some spoiled food is obviously worth a lot less than you know someone yeah passing away or anything like that so i think they'd made the right call yeah but i think the other thing is sh- showcasing all the nonprofits that could help them mm-hmm. recover is is also something that at least in our valley, we have a lot of nonprofits that focus on that. So I think the amount of recovery probably will be faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, one thing I love about this area is that everybody does spring into action. We do have a great community that is focused on community. And I don't know if it's if it's everybody, but there's definitely a lot of people that are there to help you and support uh, their their neighbors in, in the time of need. So it's, it's good to see that. Um, so what we're going to do now is we're going to check in with a new segment. So this is Joey Levy with Levy's Lessons, and then we'll come back and talk to Christian and Joe about why they JC. Stay tuned. Hi there. Welcome to Levy's Lessons, where we talk about failures, challenges, and how we overcome it. Today I'm with my good friend, Chris Kahn, who's past chapter president of JCI Santa Clarita and works for the CART and Datamine, a global trade content company. 
So, Chris, uh, is there anything else uh, I missed? No, I'm originally from Orlando, Florida. I was born there. um, And I moved uh, to Los Angeles in 2004. Uh, Moved to Northridge, which I thought was a great place. I found out quickly it really wasn't for me. Did some uh, work training in Valencia, and that's how I ended up in Santa Clarita. Excellent. So let's uh, dive right into it. Um, so you sure. have a couple uh, examples of of challenges and some failures that you had to deal with in your life. Uh, could you uh, expand on that? Right. So I'll start off by giving you again working. You know, growing up in Orlando, and that's again playing sports, golf, and tennis mainly. That's what you do. Um, grew up in a very athletic household. So you know, when in my childhood and which translated in my early 20s, failure was I would just do something, then get frustrated, then just don't do it again, basically. I would try and try, but I would just quickly divert to what was comfortable, and I would get that quick win. Well, when I had moved to Santa Clarita Valley, I was, um, I was in a relationship, and you know I became uh, single just before joining the JCs. And, you know, I was, I was looking for an organization to be a part of and looking f- to develop myself because I always blame myself for a lot of what, what, what happened in that relationship. And a friend of mine introduced me to the JCs, actually. Your uh, dad actually introduced me to the JCs and told me to check out this org, or, um, um, organization. I talked to him. I talked to Nicole Rockstad as well. And just, you know, and, you know, I went to my first meeting and really was able to, through that, you know, uh, work on projects, be an active member, and take on responsibility. And in turn, um, you know, got my confidence back I, uh, and, and my investment in people as well. Because, you know, newly single and blame myself for a lot of things, the confidence was, was, was not there. And I just wanted, I thought I'd be single for the rest of my life. So let's just uh, go through that really quickly. Sure. So, yeah. So you, uh, you moved to L.A., you were mm-hmm. in a, a serious-ish relationship. Yes. And then all of a sudden you weren't. Well, right. And things things happened, and it was just, again, I thought it was all my fault. And so, you right. know, when you're young, you you, you you would think about that. And and internet career is not exactly the best place to meet people in the 20s and 30s or something. It's right. just not, it's not like a Santa Monica. It's not L.A. So it was difficult for me to meet people, right. you know, around my age and, and like-minded. Right. So, uh, yes. And that was definitely um, so it was, you know, again, I wanted to be part of the community, wanted to work on myself after that. Right. That's that's fantastic. So you were able to pivot from something that was, you know, a stressful challenge and find success. Absolutely. And as a result, I actually met my wife through through the JCs. Excellent. And uh, you you were saying that you have uh, another example that you wanted to share? Right. So uh, from more of a professional standpoint, you know, being president of the JC chapter, you know, working with people, dealing with projects, having to plan, having to deal with personalities on a daily basis, right, and partners has led me into professional uh, growth, but also professional failure, you know, and I call it failure forward because, um, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, I had a big job change and, right. you know, was actually not employed for about a year. And that being part of the JC has really helped me to pivot and to reach out to my network and to get me back on my feet, really, is what it was. So to so go through that. Yeah, sure. So we so you had to find a new job. Yeah. And using that experience, you were able to um, go through your contacts. Mm hmm. And make it happen. Absolutely. I mean, go to my contacts, kind of re- reassess. I even did a PMG, you know, right. uh, to kind of assess, okay, we're, you know, let's kind of write a game plan here and just go back to my roots of JCs and projects and my network. And it really, it really uh, made a world of difference. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for uh, joining me. Is there any uh, tidbits or hints that you'd like to leave us with? Yeah, I, I used to think failure was a destination, but it's part of the journey. So I say, let's fail forward. And that's what we should do. Excellent. Thank you, Chris. No problem. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Joey, for that first time segment of Levy's Lessons. 
And we're back here in the studio with Daniela, Christian, and Joe. What did you guys think of the, uh, the lessons that we learned from uh, Joey and, and Chris? I think it was great. I love the message that, I mean, yeah, to, just to put it mildly and bluntly, I think it's awesome to encourage people to fail. A lot of people, like was mentioned, they think that failure is a destination when in fact it is just part of the journey. You do need to fail forward and failure isn't fatal. It's not the end of the world. You can name any successful entrepreneur, businessman, nonprofit leader, everybody. You know, Abe Lincoln, if, if you took out the presidency and him just, you know, excelling at that, you look at the rest of his life in the track record, he wasn't exactly some example of massive success, but it was all building up to this massive culmination of, you know, I'm Abe Lincoln now, like I'm the president of the United States. And so it's just part of the journey, and I really thought it was awesome. Yeah, I, I think what you said was a great point. It reminds me of uh, Thomas Edison and how he once said that you know, up until the end there, he didn't necessarily invent the light bulb. He invented 10,000 ways to not create the light bulb. Exactly. So, yeah, you just, just got to keep going. Uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, why you do what you do. What made you want to join the JCs? Because you are both relatively new members. Joe, I want to start with you. What brought you to the organization? How did you find out about it? Um, what brought me to the organization is that I just moved into the Valley a couple months ago, um, back in May. And whenever I moved into the Valley, I was trying to look for a new group of people to associate myself with. I got connected with our executive vice president, Neil Fitzgerald, and he informed me about this group that's about facilitating help throughout the entire Santa Clarita Valley. I went to a general membership meeting, chat and chill over at Margarita's, um, first Thursday of the month of every month, just a little shout out. And whenever I went, I met uh, a bunch of incredible, incredible people, including Daniela, and to really be able to kind of see the impact and kind of understand um, how JCI Santa Clarita really has their hands in so much throughout Santa Clarita. It was really just great to kind of see that and to kind of hone back in on what Chris was talking about, which was comfortability. Um, that was kind of a theme or a message that he was talking about. I think that with joining JCI Santa Clarita back in May and now being involved in Random Acts of Kindness, and getting exposed to Santa's helpers. It's really about that comfortability. It's about failing. It's about failing forward. It's about being uncomfortable. And for JCI Santa Clarita, I, I work in finance and that's what I live, breathe and do and I get paid for. But the reality is, is that if I wanna be great at finance and I wanna do finance for the rest of my life, then I'll dedicate myself to it and I'll do the CFA and I'll, you know, train my butt off in order to make sure that happens. But the reality is that I'd like to be a well-rounded individual who understands the aspects of marketing, who understands and be is able to sit here and be able to be a part of RK Studios and really be able to see the amount of dedication that goes into even this podcast. I think that um, the exposure that I've gained from JCI Santa Clarita, being able to be exposed to individuals that are a part of any and every industry, I think that's completely priceless, and I think that it's just uh, truly tremendous. I hadn't considered that, but you're right. We do have people from all kinds of different industries, and the cool thing about it, like you said, is yes, you specialize in finance, but your contributions to JCI Santa Clarita are not necessarily finance-related. Um, no, so I'm not... I'm not the treasurer. I am not interested in being the treasurer. I'm actually interested in trying to develop my weaknesses. I'm interested in failing. I'm sorry, JCI Santa Clarita. I kind of want to fail. Yeah, and I mean, the, the cool thing about that, <laughs> that, is, that we, is that we won't let you. The whole point yeah, is, I know that, that is. is that we're here to that, rescue you. I want to fail, but I want to fail forward. I want right. to learn. I want to be able to develop my skills. I want to be able to develop spots where I didn't even recognize I had a weakness and I think that being a part of this organization really 
sets myself up for and exposes me to a lot of different things that I never really knew about myself. Yeah, now, for, for what it's worth, by the way, I think our treasurer doesn't even want to be the treasurer. That's a very thankless <laughs> job. <laughs> That's very true. So. Nobody wants to deal with the IRS. <laughs> yeah. but, but we all do get to contribute things that aren't necessarily our job. Uh, for example, Daniela works day in, day out in human resources and has for a decade and a half but uh, somehow ended up with a different job for, for JCI Santa Clarita. Like, what are you doing now? Now, at least right now, director of social media marketing, which I've never done. And I'll be honest, uh, for the last couple of years, I wouldn't even say I was very active on social media. Just like random photos, family stuff. Uh, but yeah, thankfully through here, I could dabble. Uh, we've done podcasts together so that's a first too yeah it was by the way it was the first for me i'm the one recording it here in my studio but this is my fourth podcast ever and it's our fourth for jci santa clarita so it's like it's a, it's a learning process for me and i listened to our first couple and i still cringe because i'm like ah, there's better there's, there's better ways to, to do that stuff, stuff. But, but but yeah I'm it is glad, it is getting i'm glad better, you got so. it together for whenever you had christian and i on it really means a lot yeah <laughs> but i mean even the videos that we've done over time like you see the progression and so you really develop along the way yeah for, for sure christian so you're, you're relatively new also did you start at the same time as joe no i was a little bit later i want to say that i joined on the tail end later in july okay um just in a nutshell, I'll be brief, but the way I got started was, I think I added Neil on Facebook or something like that. What did you do that for? Just <laughs> <laughs> looking back on it, might may have made a, a different decision, but hindsight's twenty twenty. But no, I, I added him. I, I saw we had a lot of mutual friends. I'm always looking to expand my network, and uh, he, he reached out to me on one of my posts about uh, July 4th. Whatever. It was funny. We kind of seemed to get along. He seemed like a quirky individual. And so we decided to, to you know, meet up and grab a beer at Black and Blue, uh, which is a new restaurant in town. Mm -hmm. And we just learned about each other. He told me about the JCs. I was familiar with it. I had seen 40 under 40 on social media in the past and people in JCI. And I said, I knew they're really involved in the community. I've been wanting to step up my presence because for me, I've lived in Santa Clarita since 1997. I mean, this is my home. I mean, and I was three years old back then. So as far as I'm concerned, this is where I've lived all my life. Right, yeah, you, you weren't making memories before that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so unless you want to be technical, yeah, this is this is my home. And so now that I'm back from school, I went to Arizona State, um, I really wanted to get plugged in. And I saw this as a great avenue to do that. And for me, I mean, I have massive ADHD, so it's nice for me to be able to help out a lot of different efforts and nonprofits mm -hmm. without necessarily fully committing to one, I guess. And I saw, again, the JCs as an, as an avenue for doing that, but also to, you know, network and meet some great people, whether it's, you know, not just in the business community, but in like the corporate world and the nonprofit world. And you just really just, sh I think your network is your net worth, you know, your, your, what is it? The law of association says you are sure. the top five people you hang around with the most and, and your income level tends to be like that. You know, whether or not that's exactly true, the idea stands, the people that you hang out with, that's, you know, that's what your life is going to. I, I hang out, out I hang out around uh, a lot with you, Christian. So what does that say about myself? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not, not a good look for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, I, didn't, I didn't say that. Corn but, said it. But, but that's why I'm here in the JCs. I'm here to get better. And so that's like, you know, you're here to meet we... people like me and be around me. I get it. I exactly. Get it. So, you know, I'm more of the leech and I'm I'm improving myself at the expense of Joe. <laughs> but, no, but, <laughs> but no, uh, just just to quickly wrap up, but for me, and I love philosophy, so on a philosophical level, I think that communities are built from the individual up, I believe in a bottom-up approach, mm -hmm. and so I think that it's important for people to get involved in their communities and to give back and just to serve. I think that, again, like we talked about earlier with random acts of kindness, it forms a ripple effect, and... Yeah, if I believe that, I really don't want to be a hypocrite. I want to practice what I preach, and I saw this as a great avenue to do that. So here I am. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Now, for what it's worth, we're recording this in November of 2019, 
and you guys join in May and July, respectively. Mm-hmm. So you're both in for about you know four to six months. And what's crazy about that is I think that I was out of the country, uh, Joe, when you first came to that uh, ch- chat and chill, right? Mm-hmm. And so I didn't get a chance to meet you then. But when I came to the next one, I don't remember if that was in June or July, you guys were around and you were already involved in something. And I was like, who the heck are these guys? But like, <laughs> you guys acted like you were in for years. So I just like, uh, I guess they've been here and I didn't know. But Neil gave us some pretty strong Kool-Aid. We, we drank the Kool-Aid pretty early. Yeah, well, we're happy to have you. <laughs> he gave us the hot potato. <laughs> cool. Well, that, that's a huge thing that, that you just jumped in. I know that... Uh, now that I think about it, Daniela did the same thing last year. You you received yeah. an award at the uh, awards and installation uh, that I got the year before that for the JC that uh, jumped right in, jumped in, and and like full full force. Yep. And um, it, it's a memory of a of a JC who had passed away years ago, but uh, I guess he was known for uh, as soon as he came in, just anytime he was asked to to help or participate in something, he just jumped right in wholeheartedly and did it and you know that's kind of you know, what we've all been doing so between the two of you that's going to be a hell of a competition yeah. <laughs> for, for, yeah for that award it's okay i'm not that competitive just kidding i'm extremely competitive <laughs> boy all right well I can, I can help you guys out with a smear campaign <laughs> and uh, danielle can <laughs> run the social media <laughs> no, i look forward to collaborating with you joe that's like my politician answer <laughs> yeah, uh, i love the politician answer but I'm going to crush you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, more from, from all of you guys uh, for next year and beyond. I think that we've got uh, an exciting slate of activities and events for, for 2020. So stay tuned for more information on future episodes of the JCI Santa Clarita podcast. Um, Joe, Christian, thank you so much for joining. And Daniela, thanks for being the co-host today. Thanks, thank you, Absolutely. Thanks for having us.